All right. Well, um, for any of you who might not know us, uh, my name's Brandon Fisher. I'm the youth pastor here, and this is my wife, Kylie, and she's the children's minister. Um, and if you haven't heard, we, we've been called to go to Honduras um, as missionaries, and we're in that process right now of becoming actual real-life <laughs> overseas missionaries. Um, and some of you have noticed we've, we've actually been traveling around on, on Sunday mornings and other times to um, to different churches and different places, and we've been sharing our, our vision and, and sharing about what we feel the Lord has, has called us to do. Um, and so far, we've gone to Kylie's home church in Kansas, uh, FBC Mound City. We've gone places here like the Baptist Village, um, like OSUIT, their BCM, and talked to college students. Uh, we, we went to a pastor's meeting in our association and sit in front of a room of pastors, which is kind of intimidating, preaching or talking to pastors. Um, we've gone to five different churches, some of them here in our association, some of them in other places. Um, but uh, we're really we're thankful because each of those places that we visited, we, we've gotten support from, um, financial support for our mission, but also support of just people coming and encouraging us and say, yeah, we'll be praying for you. And we're, we're praising the Lord for that. And many of you have asked us, well, when, when are you guys going to present here? <laughs> and so we, we, um, and we, we're thankful that we, we, this is today is the day. Um, but some of you have already begun to support us in our ministry and told us that you plan on it. And, and we really do. We, we thank you for that. That means means the world to us. Um, but what today is, today is different than us going to those other churches. Because as we've talked about this and prayed about it a lot, those other churches aren't our sending church. Um, and, and today, as we present what we want to ask you as, as a church, Crossroads, if you'll pray about being our, our sending church, who will be the ones to send us to the mission field. And before you, right off the bat, that, that doesn't mean anything financial. That doesn't mean a certain amount of gift. We're going to talk about exactly what that does look like for this to be our sending church. Um, but like I said, we, we've been praying, and we're, we're ready to, to come before you today and share what God has put on our hearts about, not just about BMDMI and not about the Fishers and not even just about Honduras, but about what he is calling us to, to go and be a part of. And we want to invite you to be a part of that, too. Um, so some of the questions we've gotten from, from you and from other people are, why why BMDMI? Why, uh, why now? Why Honduras? And the bottom line really is we truly believe that it's where God is calling us to in that place in this time. Um, but also, I think we, we, if you'll let us, we're going to share our stories this morning through our testimonies and kind of looking back at how the Lord has worked in our lives. It, for us, it seems like it's fitting together like a puzzle, and the Lord's saying, yes, this is where I want you. So we're going to share our testimonies and stories with you just to kind of give you an idea of, of, of where we're coming from. So I'll let you do that first. Sure. Uh, so some of you have probably heard my testimony before when I came in view of a call. I got to the opportunity to share that with you, but I'm going to do it again because I know there's um, some new people here, and I know some people have told me their testimony before, and I forget it. So I just want to give kind of a little reminder, or maybe it's the first time you've ever heard me. Hello? Okay. <laughs> I definitely need a microphone or else none of you will be able to hear me. Um, so I uh, grew up in Kansas originally, and my parents are actually here today, so um, they're the ones who raised me, and they raised me in church, so I grew up in a, in a, grew up in a Baptist church, um, going there all the time, and got to be ministered to by um, Sunday school teachers and pastors and youth pastors, and I got to go to camp and VBS and do all of the fun things that you do um, being a kid that, that grows up in church, and so um, I was um, baptized and saved at a pretty young age, eight years old, and then continued on my path um, following the Lord from there. Um, so 
um, not even long after I was saved and baptized, we had missionaries come to our church all the time and visit. Um, our church supported individual missionaries, and so they would come and they would speak and they would give us their updates on, on what God was doing in their ministries, and I thought that was so awesome. And I remember just one day leaning over um, to my mom and telling her, Mom, I want to be a missionary someday. And she told me, oh, Kylie, you'd be so great at that, you know. Hopefully she still thinks that now because it's actually happening. <laughs> um, but um, so from even a young age, God just laid that on my heart, that overseas missions was, was something that was always on my heart and on my mind. Um, but you grow up and, and people tell you, well, what are you going to do for, for your career? And at one point I thought, well, I want to be a doctor because I like kids and I want to help them. But now I definitely could not be a doctor because I still love kids. Um, but I get wheezy at any sort of medical problem. Um, so they should go see someone else for, for that kind of thing. But I love kids, and so I love to, to love on them. And hopefully you guys have, have seen that here. I love your kids. Um, but so doctor was definitely not it. But I, um, in high school, uh, got to go on two mission trips to Honduras, um, separate um, with separate missionaries than we've visited together. Um, but I got to go to Honduras, the capital there, um, without my family and got to visit. And it just opened my eyes and my heart once again to that call of overseas missions. Um, I, I went my junior and senior year of high school. When I got back, um, I had to decide what college I was going to go to and what degree plan I was going to have. And even though I had just gone on a mission trip to Honduras and my eyes and my heart were open to that, um, still... I was like, well, I need to choose a college and I need to choose a career path. Um, and, and I was, at the time, trying to get a scholarship to play volleyball at a college. And so, um, and I didn't know what my degree was going to be. So just like, I don't know if every single senior in high school does this, probably not if you actually know what you want to do, but I didn't. So I just went to Google for my answer and typed in highest paying jobs that you can get and went down the list until I found something that seemed interesting. And I did not go all the way down to children's minister. I stopped before that at marine biologist. Um, as you can see, that is not where I am today. I don't live by the ocean, and I'm not a marine biologist. Um, God had different plans for me. Um, basically, I visited a school that was a Christian university, and they took me on tours of their, their amazing labs of what they had. And I wasn't excited at all about it. The only thing I was excited about was that it was a Christian university with professors and people surrounding you that actually were going to care about your spiritual faith and the things that God was doing in your life, even probably more than they cared about if you got an A in their class. Um, and I just thought that was cool. It's not really something that you think of too much when you think about college. But I came back and I told my youth pastor then that that's what I liked about the college, not the labs, not even the volleyball team, but that's what I liked. And he said, well, it sounds a lot like OBU where I went to school. Maybe you should check that out. Well, OBU doesn't have marine biology. And it was about um, April, so I probably wasn't going to get on the volleyball team at OBU, but we still tried. And they said, you could walk on um, but I kind of needed a scholarship. So I basically was faced with the choice of go where I was offered a, a scholarship for volleyball where I could study marine biology 
or I could go where I felt like God was leading me to a Christian university to be surrounded by um, fellow believers and professors who are going to pour into me spiritually. Um, and so I decided to go to OBU, un, undeclared major, had no idea what, what was going to happen, but it's one of the best decision, decisions I ever made because I got an amazing husband out of the deal and a real, pretty great job because OBU led me here. And so it was, it was a really cool journey of just listening to what, what God wants you to do and, and he'll provide joy through all of that as long as you just follow faithfully in, in what he has to say. Yeah. Her story is that uh, she was faced with different decisions and she never strayed away. She followed the Lord exactly where he wanted her to be. Mine was a little different because I, I was also saved at a young age and baptized and even going to Falls Creek as a kid, felt called to ministry. Um, and then growing up into high school, I, for whatever reason, as some of you guys know, I fell in love with Spanish, with the language. Um, didn't like math or science or history or any of that as much, but I would just study Spanish all the time. I was a complete nerd. Just I'd go home and study and get online and watch movies and all these things. Um, and being called to ministry and feeling like that's what the Lord was leading me to do and, and also loving this language, I started thinking, I think the Lord started putting on my heart, hey, this is something you could do for ministry with a whole other population of speakers of a different language. And I was like, well, that's really cool. That's what I want to do. So I also decided I wanted to go to OBU and study Spanish and study cross-cultural ministry uh, to be someday a missionary maybe. But um, I got there and just didn't like it. <laughs> I did just had different situations with friends and other things that didn't really work out. And I was like, God, why'd you even bring me here? This is not where I'm supposed to be. So I, I ran away and went, moved back to Oklahoma City where I'm from and uh, moved in with friends and started, got my own job working at a gas station and thought, hey, I'm making money now. I'm doing what I want to do. And that's the hard part to talk about because that's the part of my life where I was not in church for uh, over a year and was running away from the Lord and with all these addictions and all these things, all this brokenness and just leads you to anxiety and depression. And uh, just got to the point where I was kind of rock bottom and went back and I just still am thanking the Lord every single day, every single year. And I tell them this to my family, thank you for <laughs> picking me up and, and getting me back where I was supposed to be. And they said, well, why don't you go back to OBU? Your brother Ryan's there now. Um, and, and Ryan was now a sophomore and I'm going back in my junior year and still I got back there and I didn't have any friends, didn't have any connections, still wasn't really liking you know, just OBU in general, but like I said, my brother was there, and he was now an RA in the dorm, and he said, hey, Brandon, why don't you move down and come on my hall, and he, he's my little brother, but he took me under his wing and, and said, you know, just come with me, and so I did that, and like I said, I didn't have any connections, any friendships there, and he said, well, I've made this group of friends. Why don't you come hang out with us, so we went over, and we played board games and, and all this stuff, and in that group was Kylie, <laughs> and so um, the Lord used that. We, it was love at first sight. She instantly fell in love with me, and the rest is history. So, yeah, y'all believe that. All right, moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it took. A, it was still a process. Um, and in that, um, the way the door opened was she needed help studying Spanish because she, like, like you can tell, she's a 4.0 student her whole life, and she has maybe a high B, low A, something in Spanish, which is for her the end of the world, but. They're like, hey, Brandon knows Spanish, why don't you? So we practiced her little skit she had to do for class, and I helped her study for quizzes. And along the way, we started, you know, playing intramural volleyball together and softball and all these things. And finally, I broke her down, and she, she went out with me. But um, it, it took a while. But in that same time, as the Lord was making changes in my life and just reminding me of his forgiveness and his grace and all these things I didn't deserve, um, 
I also, I sat with my dad at lunch one day and he's like, well, as you're in this process, the best way to help yourself right now is to help other people. And he's like, you still speak Spanish. Why don't you go on a trip? And so that uh, year, 2019, I took my first overseas mission trip to Ecuador and it was just kind of like life-changing is I guess the only way to say it, but getting to serve there in another culture and using a different language, connect with with kids and different people and working with Venezuelan refugees and and, uh, just all these different things. And God has kind of reminded me, hey, I still have a plan for your life. I want you to do this. And so I was like, okay, thank you, Lord, and we're back. And so we ended up getting engaged and getting married, and then she tells me we're moving to Begs. And I'm like, well, there's no Spanish speakers here in Begs that I know of. There's a few. But I'm like, God, are you sure this is right? And we prayed about it, and I was like, okay, if I, if I want her to marry me, I mean, I'm going to get the girl, right? So I'm going to go where we need to go. But no, honestly, I, we both did have a piece about it. We're like, there's a reason this door is opening for, for her to come to Crossroads here in Begs, America. And so we came here, and, and the Lord just has used that. And I don't think it's a, by accident. I don't believe that that's true, that everything is his providence and everything is his will, that he's brought us here. Just the amount that I've learned and, and grown being here, getting even to, as Gary retired, getting to come here and be your youth pastor, I can't tell you how much I've grown just from that and uh, working with the kids here and in different ways and working alongside Kylie. It's just been a tremendous blessing. So, And I can't take any of the credit. It's it's all to him. So that, that's our stories. And I'm, I'm going to let you talk about, okay, we took the trip to Honduras and we got there and God opened our eyes and we felt like the door was opening like right now, like in our minds, we were like, okay, in the future, we'll have kids someday and we'll go to the mission field overseas. But we're on that trip we took, we're like, wow, this, we feel like God is saying now is the time. So I'll let you talk about Guaymaca and what that'll look like. Sure. So like you said, last year, we went on our first trip to Guaymaca, Honduras um, with a team from, from Crossroads. And we got to lead that, that trip there um, to Guaymaca where uh, one of our friends from college's parents are missionaries. Um, and so that's how we made that, that connection there. Um, and then this year we got to take another team to the same place, um, a team from here, Crossroads, and joined with a team from Oak Mulgee. And both of those trips were amazing, um, amazing trips. But like he said, on the first trip, we felt God calling us to Guaymaca specifically um, to, to help and to become missionaries to the people there. Um, and so a lot of people's first question is, well, what are you going to do when you get to Guaymaca, Honduras? Um, and so I'm going to try to answer that the best that I can. But I have two, two stories to share um, to try to, to paint a vision of, of the things that we'll be doing. Um, and these stories come from those two trips that we got to take to Honduras. Um, the first one is from the first year that we went. Um, we were hiking and visiting door-to-door people in the village. And we were delivering rice and beans to them and Bibles um, and a little hygiene kit. And we were, we'd been hiking kind of all day. It was towards the end of our, of our time doing door-to-door. We were getting kind of tired. And we'd hiked up um, this small hill um, to a, a woman's house. And she was outside cooking. And you could see that it was like almost lunchtime. So there was a group of men sitting just inside her house there. And they were all talking. And we asked if we could come and if we could share um, about Jesus. And she just, her face lit up and she got so excited. She was like, yes, I'm a believer. Please come and share. And so we just talked to her for a little bit, um, just about what we were doing in Honduras and how we'd come all that way just to share the good news of Jesus. And she just 
was so overwhelmed with joy and she was so excited and she was like, I'm a believer and I go to church and I'm the song leader at the church and I also teach kids. Um, all the while we're sharing all of these things and, and her family, her sons and her husband were sitting in the house and you could tell they were kind of listening to what was going on. She was like, I'm the only believer in my home and I'm the only one who goes to church and I've been praying for years and years that, the, that my sons and my husband would join me. And she was like, I'm just so encouraged to have other believers come and give encouragement to me. And so we got to pray with her about her, her sons and her husband, that they would start coming to church. And then right there on the spot, um, we just started worshiping with her. Um, and she started singing um, songs that she would lead at church. And we had no idea what she was saying. Well, Brandon did. Um, but we were just worshiping with her, and it was so encouraging to her as well as us to just be, be there and have fellow believers come around her and say, it's okay, I know that you're probably lonely being the only Christian in your household, and it's probably hard um, to have um, those men in your house not be believers, but we're here to encourage you to stay, to stay on the path and to continue to pray and, and be encouraged by what God is doing um, in and through you. Um, so that's the first story is, is just that when we're in Honduras, one of the biggest things that we'll be doing is going out village house to house and telling people the good news about Jesus. Um, and some of them might be believers, but believers need encouragement as well. And so we'll be, um, be encouragers of, of the faith. We'll go out and tell people, it's okay. We know that Christianity is hard and the things that you're going through might be hard and the circumstances that you're in might be hard, but as long as God is there with you, then he will sustain you and get you through it. Um, the second story is not a story of my own, but a story of uh, one of our team members from Okmulgee that went this past year with us, that shared with us. And again, we were going door to door, um, greeting people and telling them about um, Jesus and delivering some um, rice and beans to them. And they said, like I said, I wasn't there. So I don't know how exaggerated the story is, but I'm from where we were, I'm guessing not too much. They said that they hiked up a mountain that was straight up. <laughs> and they had a, two people with them and a translator and, translator. and they said when they got to the top, the translator said, we need to rest for five minutes before I'm able to speak. <laughs> and so they found a spot to sit and they waited until they could catch their breath from hiking all the way up there with backpacks full of rice and beans that are probably like 50 pounds or more um, weight added. But they got to the top and um, after their rest, they, they went to several different houses. And at one of the houses they were sharing and, and one of the guys said, I can't believe that you guys climbed all the way up here to tell us this message. No one comes up here anymore. And we haven't heard, we haven't seen people in so long. And we don't even go down anymore because they're old and, and frail. And they said, we now have people that we have to send down for us. And so to me, that was just, that's our mission is to go where people don't go anymore to share the message of Jesus. And so what we'll be doing in Honduras and Guaymaca is, is going to deliver that message, whether it's to places where people can hardly even reach, where we have to hike up a mountain to deliver the message with the rice and beans, or whether it's someone who um, already knows the Lord, but they just need encouragement. And so that's what we feel God is calling us to do, that we're able to go and to do both of those things. And, and this is the time and the place where he's calling us to do it.
Yeah, and we, we won't be doing it alone. Um, what our main job there in Guaymaco will be is coordinating and bringing in teams from the states to come and do the work. A lot of those will be medical teams. Um, I don't know if we said we'll be living at a hospital. <laughs> and like she said, we're, we're not medical people. I, I, get, I gag and I get queasy of blood, so I don't know. The Lord might have to do work there. But we'll be bringing in these teams and going out and doing village ministry and also ministry there at the hospital, and uh, it'll just look like a lot of different things. Um, BMDMI, it's, it's, it's bigger than, than that. They do have the hospital. It's, it's a blessing to that country. Um, the next best hospital from that area is hours away, and prices are three or four times higher. And so they, they do charge, but they offer people to, to come in and uh, get health care at an affordable rate. And all the while, the teams that are there and, and the missionaries are sharing the gospel with these people who come all over to the hospital and working at plugging them into these new church plants that are happening. Um, and the way they do that, the, the heart of what BMDMI does, which, by the way, it's Baptist Medical Dental Mission International. It's a mouthful. But what they do, they're, they're all about training pastors. Um, and as the Lord opens doors, we hope to maybe be involved with that someday. We don't know exactly what our specific ministry will end up being. We hope that you pray alongside us, and we'll keep you updated on what that is. But when we get there, there's pastors that are trained at the Bible Institute. Um, you can see it. it's a very nice place. It's that picture, bottom left, middle there. It's, it's a beautiful place that's, that's been, uh, you know, from, from teams that have come and from other people supporting have built this. And they bring in these 18, 19, 20-year-old men and women who feel called to ministry. And the men they bring in to train to be pastors and the women they bring in to, to support in ministry and be along in, in those roles too. But they... Um, it, that's the heart of it is they bring in these Honduran men and they now have Honduran Bible instructors who are teaching them to be pastors and leaders and then sending them out to these different villages and communities and starting churches there. And so we're just excited about being a part of that, encouraging these young pastors who they maybe have a few people in their church or maybe they have nobody in their church, um, but want to come alongside them and, and strengthen them and, um, and, and do the ministry. And there's, there's just real needs there. There's the people ask us, well, you're doing ministry here. Why do you need to go over there? Well, one, like I said, we, it's where we feel called to go. But the other thing is they're just what I've realized going there, the needs that they have there are needs that we, we take for granted here in the U.S. that they just don't have access to. I remember you can look at me. I'm very pale-skinned. I know that's a surprise, but I get sunburned really easily. <laughs> and so the ladies and the men that we go on these trips with um, and we go to the villages like she was talking about, they're always carrying umbrellas and they're trying to protect themselves from the sun. And I'm here spraying myself with the sunscreen over and over. And I was like, would you guys want to use this? And they're like, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, well, this is it's sunscreen. They put it on. They're like, oh, we've heard of that. We don't have that. <laughs> we don't have that here. And it's just things. We bring hygiene kits and, and we think, well, I don't want it to seem like we think we're way better than them and they need this so they can brush their teeth or anything like that. But we give them these gifts, and they're just so appreciative because they're like, we don't have access to these things. <laughs> and so we're, we're excited to be doing ministry in a place where, one, our main goal is to get them what they actually need, the gospel of Jesus, to be saved and, and to come alongside a church to change their lives. But along the way, the way that we're opening the doors to do that is through medical care. It's through giving out hygiene kits, through doing village brigades, through training pastors to come along and strengthen the work. So that's what BMDMI is all about, and, and, and that's what we're excited about doing. Um, the other question we get is, well, do you get a salary? And um, that, that was the thing we wrestled with the most is because for the rest of our lives, we're signing up to, to fundraise. And people are like, you're crazy for doing that. But we, we feel that's what we're called to. So we're, we're going to do it, and the Lord's going to provide. Um, but he, he already has been providing because, like I said, as we've been traveling and sharing, people have come along and support us. Um, if, if you can see out there on the mission wall, we got our thermometers. But we have two goals. One is a monthly goal, which is what will support us while we're there. 
And the other one is as people give monthly and as people give one-time gifts now, it builds up into a supply that once we have met the amount, which is 50000 the mission will say, okay, you guys are ready to go, and you'll, you'll be able to get a vehicle and get the things you need to, to get there. So we kind of laid this out for you here because people think, oh, $4,000 a month for the rest of your life, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and we're already halfway there. We've got a little over 2000 already coming in. And some of those is you guys and some of those other places of supporting not us but BMDMI on behalf of our ministry, if that makes sense. And as that's coming in, it's building towards that savings account that we have that once it reaches the amount, it all goes to the same place and we'll be able to get there. But um, it, we we're looking for to get the rest of the 2000 we need. And people think, oh, that's a big goal. But if you look at it. $10 a month is a big chunk. $25 a month is, is a big chunk. And whatever the Lord puts on your heart, we, we have these response cards that hopefully you got. There's some outside that you can get. We want to get those from you. It's not, like I said, as we look at but and I truly mean this, not just about the financial support. We know where that is ultimately going to come from. But we do ask you to come alongside us and be a part of that ministry in whatever way that the Lord puts that, whether it's $10 a month or whether it's giving a one-time gift or whatever it is. We, we, we come and we're standing here and we're asking for, for your support that the Lord would use you to partner alongside of us. So you want to tell them how they could do that if they're interested? Yeah. In next slide. So there's several ways that you can give to BMDMI or to us in our uh, ministry that we're looking forward to. Um, one of the ways is to go directly to the BMDMI um, website. It's just bmdmi.org. And on that website, um, there's a little give button. You just click on the give button and it'll pull up another page. Um, and on that page, you it will ask, where do you want to give to? And you can just click on our names. Um, and that's how you could give using the website. Um, you can also, I know some people like to still send in checks. Um, and so they, this is their address. If you would like to send in a check um, directly to um, the BMDMI headquarters, if you would like to send a check um, for our ministry, just make sure that in the memo line, you put either our names for the ministry of Brandon and Kylie Fisher or we have a fund number, a number that's associated with just our, our ministry, and that is 2485. That's our fund number that you just write in the memo line, but the check goes to BMDMI, not directly to us. Um, the other way you can give is through Crossroads. Crossroads has generously offered to um, receive the money um, for us, and then they will send a, a check. Um, and so if you would like to do that, just give like you would give normal offering. And then on the envelope or on the check or whatever you could put for the ministry of um, Brandon and Kylie Fisher, um, Honduras. Um, and so that's the three ways that you can give. We have um, prayer cards out at, on the tables, out um, the doors on the tables. And on the prayer card, there's a little QR code. And if you scan that QR code, it takes you directly to the website page um, with our names already at the top. So that's kind of just a, a little shortcut to get to the website um, to give. Um, so that's the different options if in giving. No, you can do it. And the response cards you see on there, we, we do have a newsletter going that already is going out monthly. Right now it's mostly talking about us on the fundraising trail and visiting and the things that the Lord's doing, the stories that people we've met, like kids saying, oh, I want to be like you someday, all that kind of stuff that touches our hearts. But you can follow us on our newsletter and you can uh, get updates from us. But also 
we've already visited in the homes of, of some of you, and our goal is to, to visit in each and every home. Uh, and like I said, not just to ask for financial support. Yes, we are going to do that because it's what we feel called to do, to ask you to partner with us. But I think even more importantly, to ask you to, to spiritually partner with us and, and to invest in us in prayer and, and just kind of keep an update on what God's doing in, in our mission. And so if you fill those response cards out after the service, Kylie will be at one door, I'll be at the other door, and Sam Kreiner will be at the middle door. And we'll take those response cards because we want to get back with you and visit you in your home and, and tell you more about what we're doing and answer your questions because we can't answer every question up here at in this time. And so we, we really are excited about doing that. But my, my goal today, I want to share a little bit more with you. And so I'm going to pray that God would bless his word and, and let you sit down. But um, let, me, let me pray for us this morning as we get into